Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Right, welcome back to another episode of Conversations About Light. I'm your host Caleb and I'm joined here with Josh and Jib today. Hey Caleb, thanks for having us. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Josh. (laughs) How are we going today? Very well. Yeah, doing all right. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, today we're continuing our journey through Acts. Um, With this uh, episode is about empowered guidance. Um, but before we jump into the conversation, mm-hmm. the question I have for you gentlemen today is, if you had to get stranded on an island and only have one item, what would it be? Yeah, Jib, what would it be? <laughs> Gee, I'm, am I allowed to use the item to get off the island? Or is it like, no, you're stuck on an island, you're isolated with one thing, what's it going to be? However you want to interpret it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know, give me a satellite radio or something. Satellite radio? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but no, sorry, I think that's not in the spirit of the question. Like, I, I think it really is. If, <laughs> if you're stuck with something in isolation and you can only have one thing, what's it going to be, isn't it? That's the spirit of it, right? Yeah. Hey, a satellite uh, phone's pretty good. Pretty right, helpful. Then I'll let yeah. Josh go ahead then. I was going to go with a bag of Skittles <laughs> or something. Very yes. good. But I'm going to change it now. <laughs> It depends if there's water and food on the island. You'd probably yeah. want to survive. Yeah, good but point. if there is, I'd probably just bring my wife Anna and enjoy the enjoy the <laughs> island. That, that'd be awesome. Very good, very good. Anna has no choice in her. That's it. Um, she's stranded with yeah. me now. <laughs> Sorry, Anna. We're dying together. <laughs> there's no food here, but I brought you along. Brilliant. Oh, great. Well, let's dive into today's reading. Today's reading is from Acts thirteen one to five and Acts 16, 6-10, from the English Standard Version. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John to assist them. Acts sixteen six to 10 And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come to Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Firstly, I'm just so impressed with how well... Jen can pronounce those <laughs> oh, know, names. Right. <laughs> um, she definitely has the grace of guidance over there. Uh, but jumping into it, what what do you guys notice? What stands out to you as we read through these scriptures? 
Um, I like that we see the synagogues as kind of like the first place they go to wherever they go, even there, if they're in passing from one place to another. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll see more of it later, but it, it is a, a gospel for God's people that he, who are already his people, the Jews, as well as to the Gentiles, but sort of to the Jews first. They have the background for it. They have the understanding for it. And they have, they're waiting for these promises fulfilled and to come through and say, oh, I've got, I've got the fulfillment of those promises for you in Jesus. So it's just nice seeing that pattern um, go straight to the synagogues, go straight to where the Jews are. Yeah, um, because I've got, you're waiting for promises fulfilled. Here they are. What about yeah. you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, we've got two texts in this this podcast, so it's uh, a little more, but definitely noticing the w- phrases like the Holy Spirit said. Yeah. Like, well, hang on, pause. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the church, there's prophets and teachers. The Holy Spirit said, and then he says, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas, and send them out. And then in the next passage, we have the Holy Spirit forbidding them. So sending, and then in one situation, it's like go, and in another situation, it's like don't go. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's something definitely picking up on, that the Holy Spirit is um, near. He leads and guides us in ways that we are unaware of all the time and rescues yeah. us probably from ourselves all the time. But he also leads and guides us in ways that we are aware of. So this yeah, is a good. situation where it's not that they're unaware, but there's like the Holy Spirit is interacting here. And so that's I find that an amazing part of these two texts. Um, and that, you know, at Romans 8 where it says those who are the sons of God or those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. This is part of our adoption, part of our being in the family of God, the promise that the Holy Spirit is near and leads us, you know, um, as Romans says. So... I'm noticing that, and the other thing I, I, I kind of love in those first two verses, you just see a ton of habits of grace. Yeah, so they're good. gathered, there's community, they're, they're fasting, they're praying, they're worshipping, yeah. they're going out to preach the word. I'm like, man, this sounds like a King's Cross <laughs> January session here. <laughs> so um, just, yeah, that the Holy Spirit is present and speaking, yeah. but also there's a bunch of habits of grace um, yeah, clearly evident in the, in the believers. So they're not just wandering around, you know, hoping the Holy Spirit will tell them something but they're practicing all these great habits. Yeah. yeah, it's cool to see that continuity from like in Acts 2 where it's mm. like implemented or introduced rather and then it's like they're continuing it. Um, I love both of what you, you guys were saying. Um, just to your point, Josh, what do you think when you're picking up those things that the Holy Spirit said and the Holy Spirit sent them, mm. or Josh or Jib, what do you think that means in terms of our relationship to the Holy Spirit? Yeah, it's um, a couple things. One is that uh, the Holy Spirit isn't a, um, I guess, a force of nature who works in a particular way, but rather he's a person who works, uh, who we, we see his agency worked out here um, and he works how he will, through whom he will, communicating however he will. So, it's really helpful in these two passages that Josh picked that we that we don't just get the um, the go and the stop, which are two ways to sort of communicate direction, but also go this way. I'm actually going to give you a word like here's a sentence that you can write down in Scripture of this is what the Holy Spirit said, and then in the in the chapter 16 passage, here's a vision of someone asking for help in Macedonia. Mm. That's a totally different way. Um, the Holy Spirit could have just said go to Macedonia. And so it sets expectations for our relationship with the Holy Spirit that um, uh, well, like we know that Acts is descriptive and not prescriptive, as Josh said a few weeks ago, but it also sets our own expectations in that 
He will communicate with us in all sorts of ways, maybe yes. in ways that we've never seen before. Um, and of course, we, uh, if we're unsure if it's the Holy Spirit, or even if we're pr- pretty sure, it's something that we uh, test with prayer and yeah. uh, uh, against scripture and, um, and wisdom and so on. But the Holy Spirit, as a person, will relate to us in all sorts of yeah. creative ways. And yeah. we, we can't put him in a box. Yeah, very good. Very good. I love what you're saying, Jim, because even we all receive information differently. You know, and the Holy yeah. Spirit, if the Holy Spirit knows everything, he knows exactly how I am made and wired. Very good. Um, he, can, he can reach me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that may sound like a miracle, but yes, he can reach me. And um, I think, you know, when you start to say the Holy Spirit said, well, well, hang on, what does that mean? Yeah. There's so many ways, like you're saying, yeah. there's, there's a vision there. There's, I mean, I guess there's audible voice, which is great. Stephen sees the heavens open. That's yeah, really good. Yeah. If you if you want to be a martyr, you could aim for that. But there's <laughs> also just the subtlety of of even um, community. And I mean, in this, this passage in particular, we even see um, 13 verse, I think it's verse 3 and 4, in verse 3, it says they sent them off. And then verse 4 yeah, says good. they were sent by the Holy Spirit. Very good. It kind of uses that term interchangeably. At one, one verse is saying that the believers together, the Holy Spirit said send them and they sent them. But it was also the, it was like there's this uh, partnership between community, between Paul and Barnabas, between the Holy Spirit. So I think one key thing in, in uh, trusting your whether you, you know, uh, let's say, um, Trying to discern whether whether you have the Holy Spirit's voice correct or not is is just a community. You know? so, yeah, beautiful. Um, and that seems what they to be what doing. They're praying together. They're fasting together. They are feeling that the Holy Spirit says this, and then they kind of they send them, and it's and the the Bible says the Holy Spirit was actually sending them. So it's like this incredible um, working together of the Holy Spirit and the people of God. And God speaks to us in the small, quiet voice, in yeah. our circumstance, uh, through other believers, through the scriptures, obviously. The Holy Spirit will never violate the scripture. So there's all these many other ways in which the Holy Spirit, like you're saying, Jeb, he, he speaks as he wills, I think is the important thing. You know, we yeah. can't demand upon him to, you must tell me, I've, I've put down this fleece, why haven't you answered it That's by right. tomorrow morning, Holy Spirit? <laughs> it does, he's, he is God and we, are, we, we follow him in a sense and he does as he wills, yeah. Yeah, good. And it's very helpful that you highlight there that um, he does know us really well. He knows what we respond to. Mm. He's not uh, coercive, um, but also he's not going to go, oops, they didn't understand me. Oops, they didn't hear me. Um, And he's not trying to trick us or anything Mm. either, um, which, (laughs) like, I don't know, maybe we can sometimes feel that way when we're not hearing the literal voice of God speaking to us in, in words. Um, we, we can go, oh, am I, am I supposed to solve this puzzle in order to discern the will of God such that I can go the right way and right. not and not disobey him? And um, it's not actually like that. Yeah. He loves us. Uh, it, it still takes discernment and prayer and community, as Josh mm. is saying. Mm. But it, it's not um, – the Holy Spirit is working with us, yeah. not against us. He's not trying to make us jump through hoops or anything like yeah. that. And he is good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. One thought I had while you're talking, uh, Jib, and I don't know if it's related, but I'll share it anyway, is do you think there's a tendency to over-spiritualize things? So say like when things are going really well, in the back of our minds, it's like, okay, well, what got, what's God going to, what's going to come my way to sort of ruin what's happening? Right. <laughs> and then also on the, the contrary is like when things are going really poorly, 
it's that thought of like God's testing me. Is there a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, what he's doing? Like you said, God is loving and the Holy Spirit is kind and compassionate. Yeah, good. So in those situations when people are wrestling with those sort of things, what's what's the thought? It's good to have brothers and sisters in Christ that we can share with. And it's good to say, I think the Holy Spirit is saying this rather than to say the Holy Spirit is saying this. And, and I'm not like making a rule there. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying sometimes we attribute things to the Holy Spirit that uh, to or to something that he's telling us that he maybe isn't telling us. And in mm-hmm. discussion with our um, brothers and sisters in Christ and with their wisdom, we find that he's not actually doing that. He, The Holy Spirit doesn't deceive. He doesn't lie. And so he's not going to tell um, person A, um, go here, and person B, person A must not go here. You know what I mean? He's, he's not going to contradict himself. There's unity in... Yeah. yeah. And so it's sort of just in our... Um, in our, in our kind of, I guess, brokenness or, or imperfection that we uh, need to um, rely on each other in that way, I guess, to, to sort of see figure out where the Holy Spirit yeah. is at. And I've definitely been in the past, I've been going through a tough time and thinking, okay, God's, God's trying to teach me, discipline me, change me. Um, if I can figure out what that is <laughs> and will myself to be changed <laughs> in the way that he's intending, yeah. then he'll... He'll stop doing this to me. Yeah. I want this to be over now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a season of change is a hard season. If I can just change myself, then the season can be over. Right, yeah. yeah. And what I've found is that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can't will myself to be changed. Yeah. And it just sort of proves all the more yeah. that um, if, if God is at work in me and changing me, um, he's doing it deep down in a way that yeah. only he can and that I can't by my cleverness yeah. achieve. Yeah, so that that's a great um, a great point. And in these passages passages of Scripture, it's, there's a lot of clarity to the guidance of the Holy Spirit yeah. um, and what he's doing, right? Yeah, um, what do you think, Josh, are some mm. things that hinder us from being guided by the Holy Spirit or, mm. or sort of cloud that, that clarity? Yes. Well, I'd push back on saying there's total clarity in this passage because Paul doesn't know what to do, right? He's like, I'm forbidden from going there, but he doesn't know what to do. And then he tries something else and no, and he tries nothing, no. So sometimes it's okay to be in that situation where you actually not think, oh, this is the great clarity I was waiting for. Sometimes it's the opposite. Paul gets to a point where he just sort of stops and and then God kind of brings the, the dream to him. So... I think that's okay. One is to not know and, and to be okay with that. And then sort of like what Jib was saying, our season or our circumstance, sometimes we want it shifted. But I think to learn to embrace our circumstance as God's protection good. rather than God's kind of punishment. We're like, oh, yeah, God's good. doing this to me to change me. Maybe this is actually protection or it's very likely. Like I said earlier, the Holy Spirit often is protecting us in ways from ourselves that we're not even fully aware of because we don't know everything. And sometimes he's just very clear and and kind of embracing both of those that you don't have to have all the answers, but you can still know that whatever my circumstance, it's God's, I can trust that it's God's goodness and protection to me rather than kind of like Jib was saying, and it's not just Jib, I put myself in the same boat, like, um, if I could figure this out, I'll just I'll just end it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think embracing, yeah, so those are the things that push us against, we want the Holy Spirit to tell us how to end this and the Holy Spirit's not wanting to end it. 
if that makes sense. He's like wanting to do something else. So in that way, we are kind of working against him and he normally wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really good comfort there, I think, yeah. that it is the Holy Spirit's protection. And I think a full understanding of that comfort leads to a pattern that we see a lot in the in the New Testament, especially where um, suffering is met with rejoicing. Mm. I think that's what it looks like when we really understand that comfort and trust in the Holy Spirit's purposes in that. Yeah. I would also just maybe add to that that um, we can become aware of his voice as well. Like oh, I yeah. love I love Paul's response here at the end. It's like immediately Paul sets sail. Yeah. So once he knows, he's just like he's on it, right? You know? So I think that I would say I'd hate for us to end up in a situation where we're just like, oh, we just trust the circumstance and sort of do nothing. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be as believers. We do have the Holy Spirit, and we can. So if you're feeling something you know get friends and community to help you but then also respond immediately and yeah. i think paul's sort of doing that mm. when he's like oh should i go here should i go here should i go? And no 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 and then it becomes very clear do yeah. this you know so yeah. i love i love that kind of responsiveness that paul has and yeah. we should have too yeah. very I, good i love that you you brought that up josh because there's there's almost this grace that comes with our being guided by the holy spirit there's not yeah. an expectation that we should be able to hear clearly um, but there's a grace to attempt to, mm. like, oh, I think this is where he's leading. Let's let's try it. And then there's an, like the grace to be led, but then also to be directed as well. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, so sometimes as parents, we look at our kids and we go, it's all right, go on, I'm watching. Yeah. You know, uh, without giving telling them exactly what to do. And... Um, I think God is like that with us as well sometimes. Mm. And so, um, yeah, that, that protection, that, we, that, um, that goodness of the Holy Spirit that we can trust in means that even if we're only, even if we're not like 100% sure this is what God wants us to do, but it's a decision between doing something or doing nothing, mm. continue forward with what you think God wants you to do prayerfully and looking to God. Mm. And he, as the Father, as the good Father and protective, will go, hang on a second, I, I didn't want you to do that, or go on, yes, keep exploring the space, or whatever, such that he is working out his will in you and he is, he is working in you. So, yeah, I appreciate Josh's sort of call to action. Um, sometimes we get very clear direction. Sometimes we don't get the clearest direction, but mm. the point is still that yeah. we are a bit acting out in obedience. Yeah, very good. Just in closing then, what's a thought uh, or an encouragement that we can take going into the week ahead? I'll just maybe add one last thought and then, then a question. Um, in this text we see the phrase, the Spirit of Jesus. Yeah, nice. That's how his name, his name there. And, and again, I'm thinking back to John 14 and 16 where Jesus said, I will send the Holy Spirit to you and he will lead you and guide you into all truth. There's this promise of the Holy Spirit's nearness and guidance that Jesus makes, and here we be, here we're seeing it in, in Acts, you know, this, and uh, that He also, Jesus said, would take all that is of mine, all that belongs to you, and make it known, and He will bring glory to Me. There's this sense in which the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus and is is working out um, just God's plan and goodness, but His nearness and His promise to that Jesus said would happen. It's beautiful. So. I think then maybe a question then is how do we uh, nurture that or respond to it or be aware of it in our lives? Perhaps you felt forbidden at some point to do something and you kind of more mm, kind of ignored it. Is there something that you are fe- being told to stop 
by the grace and, and presence of the Holy Spirit? Or is there something that the Holy Spirit is encouraging you to do um, by His grace and presence? And my uh, encouragement would be to ask that question. Pause, ask that question. Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? Is there a nearness? Yes, there is. Jesus said there is. Is there a voice? Yes, there is. It's His voice. And how can I uh, be sensitive to try and hear that and respond? How can I respond to what you are uh, leading and speaking to me, Holy Spirit?